Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. We are studying in month two of our study of the crown. We're still concentrating on sheep and the shepherd. And we are talking um, this morning from Jeremiah chapter two. We talked about three water sources for sheep. And we're on the third one as I'm speaking this morning. We're talking about the, the third source of water for sheep being the clear mountain stream. Your assignment was to read in Jeremiah chapter 2 and look at what happens when we stop and veer along the way, which of course leads to the mountain stream, the water of life, and um, drink from the polluted waters. We find that reference in verses 20 to 23 of Jeremiah chapter 2. For of old time I have broken your yoke and burst your bands, and you said I will not transgress or serve. When for upon every high hill and under every green tree, you wandered or you bowed yourself, playing the harlot. Yet I had planted you as a noble vine, a right seed. How then are you turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine to me? For though you wash with nitre or lye, And take you much soap, yet your iniquity is marked before me, says the Lord God. How can you say I'm not polluted? I've not gone after Balaam. See your way in the valley. I wanted to talk about that valley for just a minute. But first, your iniquity is marked before me, and you can't get it out no matter how much soap you use. Well, this is a reference to sin, of course, to the sin that was that was happening among the Jews in Judah at that time. And it says that their sin was so deep, their sin was so grievous, that even if they took a bath, there still would be markings that sin had been there. No, sometimes we get into sin that no human effort can undo. And this is saying that God, no matter how much these sheep were washed, God was still going to see the iniquity because they had marked themselves and become so involved in it that they weren't getting out of it. And then it says, um, how can you say I'm not polluted? I've not gone after Balaam. See your way in the valley. Well, their way in the valley, I think, is a reference there to the valley of Hinnom. We know it as also as Gehenna. And in that valley, they offered their children to Molech or Moloch, the idol of the Ammonites. And you remember that um, the Ammonites were always wicked enemies of Israel And this valley that it's referring to in verse 23 is that valley of Hinnom. See your way in the valley. That's where they offered their children, their innocent children, as sacrifices to idols. We see that uh, really referenced later on in this chapter. It says, look at verse 34. Also in your skirts is found the blood of the souls of the poor innocents. I didn't find it by secret search, but upon all these. 
You know, it it is um, interesting that God says, I didn't have to look very far to see that you were guilty of the blood of innocent children. And we read about that a little bit more in detail when we turn to, let's see, Jeremiah 19. Let's turn over to Jeremiah 19. Jeremiah chapter 19. And let's look at verse 4. Because you have forsaken me, and you have estranged this place, and have burned incense in it to other gods, whom neither you nor your fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah, and you have filled this place with the blood of innocence. That's interesting. You filled this place with the blood of innocence. In the valley of Hinnom, those children who were offered to the idols have uh, left. This seems quite literal because they left bones and our archaeologists have uncovered the bones that were left behind from those child sacrifices. Um, the, during the reigns of Ahaz and Manasseh, those children sacrificed, for example, to at the Tophet to the goddess Tanit in Phoenician Carthage, and also child sacrifices in ancient Syria and Palestine. Scholars like Mosca in 1975 concluded that the sacrifices recorded in the Hebrew Bible, like Jeremiah's comment, that the worshipers of Baal had filled this place with the blood of innocence is quite literal. The sins would have been disrupted, of course, by the actions of the righteous king, Josiah. But he called Topheth, which is inside the valley of Hinnom. He said that no man might make his son or his daughter to pass through the fire to Molech. That's found in Second Kings 23. So some people who are in defense of Um, trying to be in defense of the Bible, have attempted to argue that the Bible doesn't portray actual child sacrifice. But that is, in my opinion, one of a strong proof that the Bible is inspired in that it does point out and condemn the horrible sins of Israel throughout the Old Testament. So for this dig a bit, your iniquity is marked. There's no, no human removal of your iniquity. God can see it. If you um, have seen a sheep who has been wounded, sometimes that mark will be a brand over which um, there, a brand that there's no hiding. God said, your iniquity is marked. There's no human removal. And then he speaks of their way in the valley. That is most, it is very likely that that is a reference to the Valley of Hinnom, Gehenna, where children were offered in sacrifice to Molech, the idol of Ammon. Looking at, just as we go, looking at the archaeology of the Valley of Hinnom, it's certainly true that bones of children, small bones of children, have been excavated from that site. Uh, There's not a mass children's grave, 
but there are there are certainly I'm looking over this even even as I'm speaking there are certainly children's bones that have been discovered and excavated from the valley of Hinnom where those child sacrifices occurred it's hard to think about this as we begin our day and as we are doing this study. The next time we're going to finish out verse 23, I believe is where we were in Jeremiah. And we're going to talk about that. I don't, I'm not sure what your version says there, but the King James Version calls it a dromedary, who a dromedary that's in a hurry. And that will be our next dig a bit will be about that dromedary in a hurry and why she was in such a hurry. All right, have a good day.